Welcome to Salisbury Sermons, a podcast ministry of First United Methodist Church in Salisbury, North Carolina. Today's sermon is a continuation through the story 2021, our discipleship emphasis for this year, where we are encountering God anew in the story of Scripture from beginning to end. Good morning. Greetings of grace and peace to you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I say hello to those who are worshiping with us via live stream. It is a blessing to be here with you on this third Sunday of Advent for this service of joy. And before we begin uh, into the, the proclamation of the word, I want to just share uh, a few words of thanksgiving I am thankful that uh, Dr. Conforti invited me to come and be with you, uh, and I'm so grateful for his leadership in the district and conference and for his ministry here at at First Salisbury. Uh, I'm also moved when I hear uh, stories and hear reports of your ministry and your generosity. I saw the report of what you collected for Rowan Helping Ministries uh, just a few weeks ago. And all I can say is, well done, thank you, Lord. Uh, Wow, Uh, good job. Um, I'm also excited with you for the opportunities of outreach and ministry uh, that the development of the new park next door, what that's going to mean for the church. Um, And I'm glad that you're participating in the Christmas Christmas in the city. I can't get that right, (laughs) Mark. Uh, on Friday night. What a great way to join with other uh, Christians, with other churches, uh, to proclaim the good news of Jesus. So my heart is full of gratitude uh, just to be here with you today. I remember learning about the story of Joseph and Mary when I was a child And I learned really through drawing the stable, made the the barn, put a a roof upon it, would put and locate Mary and Joseph there, baby Jesus, of course, would add a shepherd, the wise men, some cows, sheep, a donkey, and an angel that would hover over over baby Jesus in the barn rafters. This week I did a quick inventory of the uh, too many, probably, many nativity scenes that I have in my home. And in most of them, there was an angel that was hovering over the scene. But in the biblical account of the nativity, there are no angels at the Bethlehem stable. The angel of the Lord and the heavenly host, they appear not to Mary and Joseph and the baby, but out in the fields to people who were considered nobodies, shepherds. Now, for the sake of accuracy and for uh, the sake of biblical uh, scholarship, There were no wise men uh, in Luke's uh, account of the birth story. We read about them in uh, the Gospel of Matthew, of course. 
And the drummer boy, well, if you put a drummer boy in your uh, stable, that, uh, I think that is probably Hollywood. <laughs> um, and uh, the influence of a really great uh, Christmas song. Now don't worry, I'm not suggesting or encouraging or requesting that you uh, begin cutting out the angels, or the drummer boys for that matter, from your Christmas card, nativity scenes, or removing the, the figurines that, uh, the angel figurines that look lovingly over baby Jesus. But whether uh, the angels are in the, the manger scenes in our homes and churches, or we think about them in the outer fields as would be biblically correct, the very presence of the angels remind us of of the host of heaven that rejoiced over Jesus' birth and remind us of that heavenly message that was given to the shepherds, ordinary human beings. Uh, you remember uh, from uh, Pastor Mark's sermon last week that an angel visited Joseph before Jesus was born. We, we read that from the Gospel of Matthew. And, and we're familiar with the angels that show up the first part of the Gospel of Luke. I, you know, we had to put our Sunday school hats on here to keep up with these birth narratives. In Luke, the angel Gabriel visits both Zechariah and Mary. And we don't hear anything of the angels. Again, we don't hear one more word until, until we see them with the shepherds in the outer field. That happens in Luke chapter 2, and it happens after we learn of the registration and the census and Mary and Joseph's trip to Bethlehem, the child being delivered and swaddled, laid in a manger. And that's another word, of course, for animal trough, and that's why we put the cows and the donkeys in our manger scenes. But no angels no angels appear at the stable, but their message does show up at the stable through the lips of the shepherds. The shepherds become the witnesses of the angels' heavenly message, and they tell Mary and Joseph what they have seen and heard. And that is our gospel reading for today in Luke chapter 2 verses 8 through 14. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth, and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host 
praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. In Jesus' day and time, when a son of a Roman emperor was born or one who was in line to become an emperor, the day of their birth was celebrated with pomp and festivity. A great annunciation was made. Uh, perhaps a high government official would make this joyful announcement of the birth and would promise peace in the world and in all of the regions of the empire. Uh, but the announcement would be given to the most important people and it would be shared in the most important places of the empire. And so we immediately see how different that is from Luke's angelic proclamation. Because the, the message that Luke shares, that the angels in Luke share, is that this son that is born comes from God not Caesar. And this announcement comes first to nobodies, to shepherds, some of whom had a, a reputation of being shady and shifty and always looking for a handout. The angelic announcement um, is for all people, not just for those who thought they were something. And this heavenly announcement gives glory not to Caesar, not to the earthly powers that be, but to the God and creator of all. This announcement promises peace, but not the peace of the world, not the peace of Rome, not the peace achieved through domination or tyranny or violence but peace that is achieved through the love and power of God in Jesus Christ. A peace that does not rise and fall with world history. A peace that is eternal and everlasting, that can always be counted. We can always count on this peace. The message about the birth of Jesus comes from just one angel, but brings forth a response from a heavenly host of angels. It is truly as though heaven cannot hold back its joy. It's a midnight concert in some outer field in the region of Bethlehem with low-life shepherds as the VIP guest. It's a short concert, but how beautiful those words. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom God favors. And the last time I checked, God favors just about everybody. The message begins with don't be afraid and as Pastor Mark shared last week, that's what angels do when they encounter humans. They say don't be afraid, do not fear and there's something about us humans that I guess need to hear that from angels. 
don't be afraid. At the cliff, the Cliff's Notes version of the angelic message is this, and for those of you who don't know what Cliff Notes that are, that's what we used in school when I was in school, and we needed help on the book report to know what it said and what to do. That's what a cliff note means. <laughs> it's a summary. This is the summary of the angel's message. The Messiah is born, and two things will happen. Glory will be given to God, and peace will be given to people. After the angelic appearance and proclamation, the story then moves back to the shepherds. And what the shepherds will do with this proclamation, with this divine message, and that's where we stopped reading in our text today, but, but this is a familiar story. We know that they did go and visit Mary and Joseph, but for that moment we pause there. As they hear that message, we think, what will they do? Will they go back to keeping their flocks by night? Or will they go to Bethlehem and look for this sign? Would they look for God's baby lying in a manger? I have tried to read along with your congregation the book by Barbara Brown Taylor, Learning to Walk in Darkness. I've read all of it except for the last couple chapters. I was struck in particular by one insight that she had, I believe it was near the beginning of the book, where she talked about how if, there, if we had no darkness, we would not be able to see the stars. The stars are there all the time, but the darkness allows us to see them. Seeing the stars was very important. I would think, for the shepherds as they were about their nocturnal duties. They were able to see their work and see their animals, to see what they were doing. The best way, perhaps, for the shepherds to see the glorious angels and to hear their message was in the middle of their night shift and the outer regions and against a night sky, a dark sky. And I think about this, knowing that we have been and that we are in the midst of a global pandemic. Hopefully, prayerfully, we are coming out of that. We do so knowing that things have changed. Things have changed for all of us in one degree or another. What have we been able to see anew because of the pandemic, because of this time of difficulty, this interruption, the loss? What sparkling stars have we been able to see against the dark night of COVID? What messages of, of hope and peace have we been able to hear and to absorb and, and then empowered, motivated 
to share in new and different ways individuals, as as families, as a a church, what sparkling stars have we seen? You know, one way that we approach uh, seeking meaning in Scripture uh, is to consider who we identify with in a biblical story or what what character speaks to us or uh, helps us see ourselves in, in the moment we're in. What character do we identify with? As I look around at you and I look at myself, I I realize that we are not angels. (laughs) That perhaps is not the best identifier for us in this story. And maybe that's a good thing. Because the heralding of the good news to other human beings happens through the actions and through the lips of the shepherds. The angels did not go to the Bethlehem stable, but their message was there through the lips of the shepherds. And it comes to us through the testimony of the shepherds who went, who saw, and who shared that message. So I think that we are to see ourselves as shepherds in this story. Ordinary people doing ordinary things, hearing a message of joy and peace in the midst of our ordinary lives, our current station, our current moment in our life, and maybe some of us feel as if we're in the outer regions. Some of us are perhaps shepherds that earn that reputation of being lazy and shiftless and Uh, low life and trying to get by any way we can. And perhaps others of us are shepherds who have experienced sorrow or trouble. And we desperately need a word of a peace that will last. A peace that is beyond understanding. A peace that is not dependent on our circumstances. We are shepherds receiving this glorious message. But we are also shepherds who must decide what we will do with the message that in Jesus' birth, glory is given to God and peace has arrived for all. What will we do with that message? I love all of the characters and all of the figurines in any manger scene. And I've seen some scenes where they included not just Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and the cow and the donkey and the sheep and the wise men and the angel. I've seen some nativity scenes where there might be village children or maybe a cat in the background, maybe um, a spider. And if you... uh, Look at the internet these days. I've seen one where baby Yoda was in the manger scene. Uh, Anybody can come to Jesus, right? (laughs) But really, all that needs to be there in that heavenly tableau is the baby. That's what the shepherds have been promised by the angels. 
That's what they were looking for as a sign that what the angels had proclaimed was true. That's what they see when, when they decide, yes, we will go and, and, and we will trust your message and we will look for that sign. It's the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. That's how they knew that they could believe in that good news. They needed that glimpse of Jesus. And that's all we need too. A babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, a glimpse of Jesus, the light of his countenance, and perhaps because we may be experiencing a dark night of the soul or facing difficulty or fear or uncertainty or loss, we can see him even more clearly. But there's even more, because if we're so far out in the outer regions, or the depth of our darkness is very deep, and that's where many people in our world are, if we find it difficult to see Jesus in our particular circumstances right now, then even then, even then, we will depend on each other, We will depend on other shepherds to speak the angel's message to us and for us. Maybe Mary and Joseph really needed to hear what the shepherds told them, the assurance after the night they had been through. They needed an angelic message. Just as we often find ourselves needing someone to listen to us, someone to pray with us, someone to be with us. And that's why we do what we do. That's why it's hard, it's challenging when we can't be with one another. That's why we sing carols to one another. That's why we give gifts of love to one another. That's why we attend to the needs of the stranger. That's why we sit and minister with the needy and why we visit with family and friends. To embody the message of God's glory and God's peace, to speak with our lips the good news that is often all around us but is sometimes only visible as a twinkling star against the night sky. Maybe for such a time as this, we are to be shepherd people. We are to be a shepherd church, ordinary people embodying an extraordinary message. Glory to God and peace on earth to all. 
In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we ask that you would rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to share us with your friends. For more information about FUMC and our mission to make and nurture Christian disciples through the presence and power of God, we invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And please visit our website at fumcsalisbury.org.